Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Hello, and welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast, everyone. I am your host, Mariana Monks, and as you can tell, I am excited, beyond excited, to drop an episode after election and announce that Eric Adams, Brooklyn Borough President, will be our next New York City mayor come 2022. Wow, I still can't believe I actually had the honor of interviewing Eric. So check out our episode 14 to hear that conversation and also essentially how he had been planning a path to be a mayor almost from the onset of his career, plus what changes he envisions for the city and the fun activities he loves to do in New York, like take advantage of city bikes. Just like our guest today, Ronnie Burstein, CEO and founder of Digs, a roommate finding platform that is essentially bringing sophisticated and friendly technology to users all across the U.S and with New York City as its hub. You know, New York actually has the highest concentration of people bunking together and listing a room for rent. So as I consistently share real estate updates on buying a home here in the city and renting an apartment, I wanted to talk about finding a roommate in NYC. And Ronnie is going to hold nothing back in sharing stats about Diggs users and its population including most popular neighborhoods in the city to rent across the boroughs, price points, biggest pet peeves for roommates, advice on the process, and his New York City story and reason for creating this platform is a pretty incredible one as well. So without further ado, let's just dive into my interview with Ronnie Burstein, CEO and founder of Diggs. Okay, I did want to share some information with aspiring podcasters and current podcasters. Tandem, it's a new podcasting hosting platform built by podcasters for podcasters, and I'm absolutely loving it. They offer hosting, advanced analytics, editing services, and a new way to connect to your fellow podcasting community. Now, Tandem knows that podcasters are the connectors and we want to start conversations. Their real-time member chat lets you tell your friends you loved their latest episode or you can even invite a fellow host onto your show. I think we all know hosts make the best guests. But for all you veteran podcasters, Tandem can seamlessly transfer your show and carry over your subscribers and downloaded analytics to their platform. So visit tandempodcasting.com today to learn more. Again, that's tandempodcasting.com. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm so happy to finally be connected with you to learn about you and Diggs. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me and having Diggs on the show. We've been uh, listening to your podcast for a while, so we're very excited to be here. 
Oh, wow. That's awesome to hear. And of course, I am well aware of you guys as well. And now I have the CEO and, and founder of Diggs. So let's just dive into your New York story, Ronnie. And the question that I start with everyone is, are you originally a native from New York? Are you from New York? Maybe my accent gives it away, but I am not a native New Yorker. Uh-huh. I, I consider myself a New Yorker. I've lived here for 15 years, but... Mm-hmm. I was actually born and raised in Israel. I moved to mm-hmm. the U.S. Uh, when I was in my early 20s for college. I went to North Carolina, and then uh, I got a job offer in New York. And, you know, since then, I've been here in New York City. I did hear a little accent there, but it wasn't a giveaway. And so 15 years in New York, that is officially a New Yorker. And so tell me, was it just that job offer that made you move here? Had there ever been inspiration to get to the big city? Like, you know, what was it? Okay. So, I mean, ever since I was, a, uh, you know, not a kid, but maybe kind of in high school, I was dreaming to go to college in the U.S. and my eyes were set on NYU. Uh, I ended up going to North Carolina. I think mm-hmm. uh, the weather in New York scared me a little bit. <laughs> so I went to North Carolina and then a job offer came from one of the biggest banks in the world. So, you know, for a soon-to-be grad, I think that was enough inspiration to make the move and out of the South and come up to New York. But, Absolutely. Uh, I've never regretted that decision. So very happy that I had the opportunity to. Yeah. And, and did the weather end up treating you okay? How was the weather when you got here? I mean, the first few winters were brutal, but uh, then I discovered that I can get away to Florida for, you know, for mm. a week. Now yeah, yeah. break it up. Of course. And so, okay, so you're here, you you stayed here, you're loving it. What neighborhood did you initially first land upon? And then where are you now? Okay, so very randomly. So when I moved to New York, I didn't know much about it. I came back then with my uh, college roommate. We were going to room up here in New York as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. I visited New York as a tourist, you know, Times Square and all that. So I didn't know neighborhoods. Um, we ended up meeting a broker. He took us down to the financial district. And when I saw the amenities, the buildings, the views, I was like, okay, this is not what I imagined New York to be. It's mm-hmm. not, um, you know, a shady walk up with rats like you see in the movie. So I was very happy. So I lived in Fidei. Yeah. Uh, ended up living a decade there. Uh, a decade. Wow. That's a good investment. <laughs> Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was uh, it was a little bit after the uh, 9-11. So the prices mm-hmm. were good. The neighborhood mm-hmm. coming and like things were still getting new. Yeah. So it, it was just comfortable. It was close to work. Uh, but after 10 years, I just kind of said, okay, I got to change. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, after that, I moved to Soho. Mm-hmm. There for five years. Uh, wow. I left a little bit New York. Uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm looking to go back. Uh, okay. I'm in a temporary place, but I'd like to go back downtown, not financial district, but West Village, so area. Yeah. And, uh, I've also lived like in between apartments. I got to experience a lot of uh, the city, whether it's Midtown West, Midtown East, Tribeca. Uh, when I was switching apartments, sometimes I would sublease for a month or two, so I would get to, to experience a different side of town. That's amazing. So you've lived in the lower, you know, just the lower Manhattan in general, and you're looking to go to one of the best areas that many would consider the West Village, you know, uh, 
that general area around there. That's great. So we hope to have you back in the city, you know, sometime soon. You, you could have fooled me because you have a brick wall behind you. And I'm like, yeah, for sure, New York. <laughs> no, I, I am. I am. I'm in a temporary place. Uh, but, oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So, all right. So you've been in these neighborhoods. What has your overall experience been in New well, York? So 15 years, it's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to start off, I never thought I'd end up being here for 15 years when I came in. You know, especially when you start off moving to the city, it, it seems overwhelming. It's harsh. It's difficult. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's less space, less comfort, uh, you know, coming from like the suburbs or other cities. Yep. And I've lived through a lot of the different uh, phases here in the city. I've been first, uh, through the financial crisis, Hurricane Sandy, um, and now COVID, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Every time you think or people say the city won't be the same or won't be back. Uh, but I've seen how resilient it is. It's always come back a little different and mm-hmm. it reinvents itself to, to a degree. But, uh, you know, it, it's been fantastic to live through the hard times and the good times here. And, you know, I, uh, as someone that didn't grow up here, I definitely feel at home here. It's super cosmopolitan, even though in the U.S. I pride that I have friends from pretty much all over the world, all walks of life, all yeah. types of professional backgrounds, religions, uh, nationalities. So it, only in New York this can happen. Absolutely. And I love how you put it. You know, you've been through a lot within the city. You know, not only have you been resilient within the city, but the city is resilient itself. And it just keeps coming back every single time. So that is exciting. And, you know, just diving into that question a little bit more specifically, tell us what you like and dislike about New York. What I like is, I guess, the, the ambition that people have here, right? You come to New York, you have to be very smart, very successful, very talented, very driven to at least stay here. So when you're surrounding yourself with this type of people, whether it's competition or your friends, I think it elevates you. Uh, on any aspect of life to just be a better version of yourself. And I, I feel that energy when I'm in New York. So mm-hmm. I love that. That's maybe the first thing. The second thing is, you know, you have everything here, uh, whether it's uh, entertainment like sports or music con- concerts, museums, cultural events, uh, whatever you're into, you have it here and you can explore and experience different experiences. And then the third thing is the the restaurant scene. So mm-hmm. obviously yeah. every type of food you can imagine. Uh, for me, I'm a big big pizza lover. So mm. that's good. You're in the perfect place. So yeah, yeah. And when I lived in So, I had three of the probably the top restaurants in New York or even the world uh, within. Wow. A few. So gotta have a lot of uh, you know uh, what do you call it so, variety. Yeah, a lot of variety, but you have to have self-control not to uh, mm. and go for pizza every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I agreed. Those are some great likes you've given us there. And, and what about dislikes? Dislike, okay, that's easy. It's expensive <laughs> and it's cold. Wait, wait, I didn't hear the first one. What was the first one? Oh, expensive. It's, yeah. it's hard, you know, it's it makes it a little bit harder, especially when you're starting off to enjoy all the things that I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. creative how to enjoy them but 
you know, it's definitely a very uh, pricey city, whether you're talking about rent, which is, uh, you know, my, my realm, uh, mm -hmm. what I'm trying to help people stay with. But, uh, and then the weather, the weather is, uh, is kind of harsh. It, you know, I do like that when it is cold, when it is snowing, you still have life. The city doesn't shut down. Right, right. Yep. People are still out there. And, you know, you would know when you say the weather and the cold because you've had 15 winters in New York. Uh, I, you know, this is will barely be my second winter. My first winter last year, I don't think it was that cold, if I'm wrong or right. I was okay with it. Smile. So we'll see what happens as the years move ahead on my end. But uh, I'm with you being a California girl. It's cold. You get used to it. And then when you go somewhere and it's like 50 degrees or 60 degrees, you're not phased at all. Right, right. Yep. It's that toughness that New York gives you. So thank you for sharing, you know, your likes and dislikes. Let's, um, because again, we're talking, you've been here for 15 years. When did you really start feeling like a local, like a New Yorker about like, when did that kick in? I think after five years, after the five year, years mark, you, you've seen it all. You, you've had, a you know, five winters in. Uh, so I, th I think after five years, I, I, I used to say, okay, that's when you could sell it. You're a New Yorker. Obviously 10 years is, is a long time. I, I don't know a lot of people that's mm -hmm. been here, that's been here that long as me. 15 is already out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. But um, so thank you for sharing that. What about, um, have you traveled a lot? Just curious to know your perspective on, you know, what makes New York different from any other places you've been to in the world, in the States, whatever. Okay. So in the past year, I actually uh, had an opportunity to spend a little time and live in different places, different cities and different countries. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to, I lived in Chicago. I spent some time in South Carolina, Tel Aviv, which is where I'm from, mm -hmm. uh, Colombia, and uh, even Brazil. Um, wow. So I could say nothing compares to New York. There's definitely, a, you know, every place has its uh, pros and cons. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I, I haven't encountered, like I said, what I like about New York is kind of the drive and the energy that you have, especially mm. when you know, from a professional standpoint, I haven't mm -hmm. that anywhere else. Uh, I think that's just very unique to New York. When I'm here, I'm, I'm doing stuff. I'm like, you know, business is moving. Yeah. If I'm elsewhere, I, it's not like the first thing that comes yep. to my mind. Or, or it's almost hard to unplug in New York. Some say, you know, it's just like, you just almost always want to be active. So I definitely see that. Definitely see that. And so, um, how do you think COVID has changed New York compared to all the other crises it's been through? I think it, it's still early to, to say we're still kind of evolving out of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, now we're, we're, we're on the end of the, that, uh, the pandemic. But I think like any other crisis, it just kind of rejuvenates. Some people leave, some people come. It just gives a fresh start to some people. Um, I think New York will... We'll be back very resilient, mm -hmm. uh, like it was, uh, very fast um, mm -hmm. compared to other places. Um, I think it was the hard, harshest here uh, you know, in terms of, of numbers and stats and restrictions, you know, more, yeah. more than, than other places. Uh, 
And I think because of that, because of what we've endured here, and then with the high vaccination rates you have here in New York, I think you, you know, we're set to bounce back the fastest and the strongest. Uh, I think uh, you know, for a lot of New Yorkers, unfortunately, these uh, tough times make us stronger, and, but they also bring mm-hmm. us together. Yeah. Yep. Perfectly, perfectly said. And so as we start ending our first segment, I got a couple more questions left for you. Then we're definitely going to dive into that hustle mentality of yours and the creation of digs. But um, before we move there, what advice would you give to someone who is new to the city and looking to move here right now, like during this time? If you're looking for roommates and I would just advise to take ownership of the process, to be proactive. Uh, you have an opportunity to live with someone for a whole year, for the most mm-hmm. part. So, um, you know, reach out to people, uh, ask questions, make sure that you're on the same page early so you don't have surprises later. So if you have stuff that's non-negotiable, ask them first, for example, things like pets or smoking or 420 friendly. So make sure you're at least on the same page. Uh, get to know the other person a little bit, whether it's FaceTime or if you're in the city, meet up for a coffee or beer or what, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then enjoy the, the process. I mean, it's exciting when you're moving to a new city, and you don't know anyone. So this is also an opportunity. Uh, we do see and, and, you know, people reach out to us and say, hey, I didn't find my roommate, but I made a lot of friends. So, you know, thank mm-hmm. you. For that. Mm, uh, that's so- awesome. It's a good opportunity to kind of have some, you know, local local friends when you arrive and uh, get like local intel because someone might be moving and looking for a roommate, but you also have people within the city that's lived here for many years, maybe even 15 years like me, that are looking for roommates and mm-hmm. they can give some tips. Might not end up with a roommate, but, you know, they learn from the process. Um, but other than that, you know, I think um, if you're moving to New York, look at it from a long run perspective don't don't expect your first apartment to be your dream apartment you might get lucky but i think like the best thing is to just find something that kind of fits you whether it's close to your job or you know just within the ballpark of of your budget and you know you'll have time later uh hopefully you'll you'll stay in new york for for more than a year you'll have time Mm -hmm. later kind of figure out New York is big. It's hard to digest. You can't just come here for a weekend and figure out exactly where you want to live. So, mm-hmm. you know, take it, take it into consideration that you'll, you'll probably make a mistake, you know, not a big mistake, but you'll probably not live in the best place for you in the beginning. Uh, but it, you know, it's a starting point. So, you know, yeah. you're to New York, so don't, don't stress too much about uh, finding the perfect place, perfect apartment for perfect location. I think that's great. I mean, you're in New York, that period, right? So like you're here, that was already a big step. And, you know, just start with what you got and move up from there. So exactly said there. And so given again, that you've been here for a good amount, any advice or anything you'd like to say to native New Yorkers? I I think the one thing, uh, well, I'll give you two things. Mm -hmm. The one thing I would say that for me, it was a life was a game changer. Uh, and her, how I experienced this, the city was uh, the city bike. I used to walk, the subway to work. And uh, then when the city bike uh, launched here in the city, I never thought I wanted to ride in a suit to work in the summer. But 
if it's a short distance, I think you can make it and it's kind of pleasant mm -hmm. to win. Mm -hmm. Really, really, really changed my experience of the city because we live in a, in a flat city. The distances are short. Uh, and I think it it's so nice to like not be waiting for the subway to come. And back in the day, you didn't you didn't even have the, the timer of mm -hmm. when it's coming. So it was kind mm -hmm. of you know, you, you get nervous. Is it going to come? Am I going to miss my meeting? Uh, I've been waiting here. Right. Uh, it might not even come. So I, today it's a little bit better, but when you're on the bike, it's it's really like you kind of know, okay, this is a seven-minute ride. This is a 10-minute ride. This is a five-minute ride. Uh, it's nice. It's easy. You know, just be careful. Uh, it's yep. not a good rider then you know it's def it can definitely be scary but there's a lot of bike lanes so that's my first advice try to like be more mobile i think you know it'll help with the traffic too with all the ubers and taxis that we have now yeah uh, uh, it'll be nice to see a little bit less of those and then um i think you know the the if you're here i think some new yorkers maybe people that are from the area you know they have their group of friends they have uh, people they already went to high school and college so i think you know it's it's very good because me i came here i didn't really know anyone and i started building my circle so i was very open and mm -hmm. see that maybe some people that were from the area or you know maybe a little bit more close i i, I think like the advice and even for people that are coming new to the city is just to open up there's a lot of interesting people from different backgrounds here so it's it's always uh, good to be open minded and be, you know, welcoming and uh, trying to meet new people. Oh, yeah, those were great tips. Thank you to to think that I thought you would not have some advice. You came up with two: one, being more mobile, hopping on and taking advantage of the city bikes here. You know, as a New Yorker and someone who's new to the city, just get on there, make the city less congested, and then. For native New Yorkers, like open up your circles, open up your horizons for everyone, anyone, just invite new people and be more social, which exactly. is, we all need that right now, right? So beautifully said there, Thank Ronnie. Um, I am going to ask one last question here on your, on your story. And it's like, if you were to sum up New York in your own personal quote, or one that's already out in the universe, maybe you've heard a quote before about New York that sticks in your mind, like, what would it be? How would you sum that up? How does New York make you feel? So I think that after you live in New York, you really can't live anywhere. And I think it's true. Uh, like I said, I spent the year uh, traveling now. And the one thing that I want to do is come back. Uh, I've missed wow. this. You know, even though I lived in warmer places with pleasant views and nice people, uh, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, the city kind of, not just grows on you, but kind of gets into your veins and kind of becomes your essence. So, uh, oh, whatever you said there, I can't, I don't even remember it, but it was great. <laughs> you know, it goes into your veins, it doesn't just yeah. grow on you. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing more about yourself, letting, letting us, you know, dive into the person behind the creator of Diggs, the CEO, you know, but let's now dive into our second segment, which is more about your background and the company you've created Diggs. And, and just for those that don't know who Diggs is, um, wanting to give them, you know, some background there, how would you introduce Diggs to, to individuals? 
Gossip Nista here. Hey everyone, guess what? I've created a telephone hotline to connect with you. Yes, you, my listeners and supporters and those who love New York City. Throughout this podcast, I've heard from many of you, whether it's New Yorkers, city locals, tourists, explorers passing by, or plain old New York City lovers, sharing your visits with me, experiences while living here, your overall thoughts on the city, and much more. So I wanted to create a platform for those who want to continue sharing their New York moments with me and encourage you to call my Gossip Nista hotline at 917-268-4777. Yes, you heard right, the Gossip Nista hotline where you can share your New York moments and help spread the word. Share this with any New Yorker you may know. Again, the telephone number is 917-268-4777. Please note this is only a U.S. hotline, but not to worry for those who are international. For other ways on how you can share your New York moments, follow me on Instagram at Gossip Nista Podcast. Now, I do want to reassure you all, no one will pick up this line, so no need to worry. Just re-record as much as you'd like and share your incredible New York moments, whether they're good or bad, and you could be featured on a future episode of the Gossip Mista podcast. I look forward to getting your voicemails and sharing your New York moments. Now, back to the episode. Diggs is a roommate finder that connects people with similar lifestyles and preferences. So Diggs, we help people find roommates, fill up their room, find rooms, and connect two people that maybe want an apartment hunt together. And then in New York City, we also help you find apartments if you need to, or co-living rooms. So kind of a one-stop shop or housing if you're looking to live with the roommate, not necessarily moving in with like your significant other or anything like that. Mm, okay. And, and, and it's around getting people that would fit well, not just, you know, I need a room, there's a room for $500 and that's it. It's not Airbnb or we're trying to connect between two people. All right. So matching like-minded individuals, you know, helping them get uh, a room a roommate here in New York, but not only that, also helping individuals initiate finding an apartment to get roommates into that apartment as well and kind of help in that process. So that sounds amazing. And as you noted in the beginning too, it almost seems like a social networking aspect where you end up connecting with these individuals on some level outside of, of digs. So that is pretty cool as well. And so Assuming the name Diggs came from like, you know, your new Diggs, your new house. <laughs> That's where exactly. it came from. Okay, just, yep. just making sure. Um, and let's dive into your background. Like you talked finance earlier. Give us a lowdown on, on what your, you know, uh, background is and, and what drove you into creating Diggs. Sure. So I guess my, my initial career background was back in high school uh, when the internet started. Uh, mm-hmm was developing websites in, mm. in Israel. Uh, most, most notably, I, I owned uh, the website for the biggest soccer club. Uh, so I was doing everything 
the writing the code, doing the graphics, writing the content, doing the photo editing. So I learned all the aspects. And then I had from there, I also had other clients, corporate clients that wanted a website back mm-hmm. in the day. After doing that for a few years, I pivoted and, you know, was also inspired by the dot-com. Mm-hmm. Whereas I pivoted into business. So I decided to, you know, come to the U.S. like I mentioned. And I went to school in North Carolina and I studied finance. And, you know, that was kind of attractive for me, uh, that industry. And, and I got a job offer and, you know, I really enjoyed it. But I al- always wanted to go back to tech. These tech giants, I was like, wow, I, maybe I should have stayed. Uh, this is, you know, mm-hmm. I really want to create something. I really wanted to create something, but I didn't know how, you know, tech moves so fast. So if you're not involved, if you're not doing coding for a few years, you, you're kind of left behind. You know, I didn't know how to. And then when I had the idea for Digs, mm-hmm. uh, I figured, okay, let's jump into it. Let's get back into the tech scene. I just got rolling with that. Awesome. Okay. But then where did the inspiration for digs come from? Like, had you had roommates before? Do you have roommate horror stories? Do you know people that had them? Like, what's the story behind that? All right. So, I mean, I think everyone in New York has a roommate horror story. Not anymore, but at least back then before digs. But yeah, I, I was living with roommates uh, since college. You know, every year I change roommates, but uh, the impetus for digs actually came when I was looking for a roommate and I was on Craigslist. That's the only thing I knew that existed. Mm-hmm. I was chatting with a prospective roommate, female roommate, mm-hmm. and we seemed to match so well. We were like writing emails and like, you like this, you like that. And it looked like the perfect roommate. And mm-hmm. I she lived also like the building and I really wanted to live there. It was like, everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. I literally like waited till the last day before I have to play at my apartment. Cause I thought we had a done deal. Mm-hmm. And I told her, okay, I'm just going to come by, say hi, uh, you know, give you the money for the deposit and I'll move in tomorrow. And when I went there, I knocked on the door and she's like, who is it? I said, it's Ronnie. Mm-hmm. You're not Ronnie. I said, this is Ronnie. What's the matter? Yeah. No, you have the wrong place. Ronnie's a girl. And I was like. Uh, oh. oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. We just chatted for a, a week. Uh-huh. She never asked me even or never assumed that, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And I didn't know. She never. So I was like, how is this, like, how does this happen? Like, how is this, like, a platform? Like, Craigslist doesn't even have gender. or You can't filter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you know, and I was like, "There's got to be something better out there." I did my research, and then uh, I saw that there was really nothing, you know, in mm-hmm. the market that's kind of like, uh, let's say, an Airbnb for roommates or mm-hmm. like for roommates. Um, so you know, just my my wheels started spinning, and mm-hmm. I said, "I'm going to do this." And uh, I met with a friend of mine who's a, a developer, and I sold him the idea. We. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-founded digs wow wow well that was i'm sure a disheartening thing you know that happened when you showed up on both ends right because of 
bad communication, bad writing on her part to begin with, bad, you know, just experience because Craigslist, as we know, it was the beginning of something, but not the best. Um, yeah. yeah. And so Diggs was born here out of frustration. That's generally the way great things are always born. You find there was, you had a need, you create it, and then, you know, it develops. So that is a, a great um, backstory to hear there. And, and then so you know, is digs, you, you created it, give us like the experience within the app that people, not the app, but the web that people experience and, and go through when they hop on. Okay. So it, it is a web-based app. So okay. it functions like an app, uh, just on uh, mobile and desktop. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so you start off by creating a profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we ask you basic information, such as your budget, your moving date, uh, if you don't have a, a room to offer, so what areas are you interested in, um, pets. Uh, we also ask you some miscellaneous stuff that helps us understand who you are, like your, uh, like your hometown or your profession or the school you went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we ask you nine lifestyle questions, which we found are the most important mm-hmm. uh, for roommates. So it's mm-hmm. It's your work schedule, your sleep schedule, uh, your habits like smoking, uh, you know, drugs, drinking, uh, your social habits kind of, uh, you have guests over, what kind of interaction you want with your roommate, do you want to be best friends, or do you want someone that's going to pay the rent and you have your separate lives, some mm-hmm. people prefer that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your cooking habits, uh, you know, the use of the kitchen, it's a share amenity. So some people want the kitchen clean all the time and they, they don't use, make use of it. Some people do and they create a mess. So, uh, you know, we take all that information in an algorithm in the background. So once you sign up, you're going to see search results. You'll see everyone eventually, but we, you know, the, the algorithm helps us rank. So when you first go into the search page, you'll see the most relevant uh, roommate prospects at the top for you. Also give you filters. So if, you know, there's anything that you, you know, that our algorithm included that shouldn't, you, you know, is not right for you, then you can filter it out. Uh, we make the registration clean and short. We don't ask you, you know, we just ask you who you are. And then we use our algorithm that's kind of dynamic and machine learning, mm-hmm. give you kind of, what is you know a good roommate for you versus starting to ask you what do you don't like at the other person what you know how do you right. want it mm-hmm. and we give you the filter so for example if you're female and you only want to live with a guy eh, sorry with a female another female and there's a really good male prospects for you you could filter them out and then you'll just see female rooms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so you do all the filtering and all the heavy lifting for individuals yeah. Give so, them top. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you just give them the top ranking people that is best matched for them, but then they have the option to kind of look through everyone else's, um, you know, profiles and decide ultimately what's best for them. Exactly. And then um, for, for interactions with others, mm-hmm. um, you could reach out. So you could either send a like, it's kind of like in a, in a dating Bumble, Tinder-esque. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can like other roommates. It's not anonymous, so they do not get notified. 
So if mm-hmm. you like, you, you'll see who the person that liked you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then you can also message. So we do offer, a kind of, we call it instant messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could kind of, if you want to have like an introduction or you want to, there's something that's not in your profile, um, that usually moves the needle faster for people mm-hmm. uh, using the instant message versus the likes, but both get the job done. And of course, with the likes, if you get a like back, then you could chat on the app. You know, typically people exchange uh, some messages, get to know each other a little bit more, and then they go offline. Uh, mm-hmm. and encourage that. We don't, uh, you know, keep them on the app uh, mm-hmm. for the longest time or want them. We want them to go out into the world. We encourage them to, to meet or to go see the place or show their place to people. That's great. Uh, I like that. I like that too. And um, how you said, you know, you like, and they know on their end. And then if they like back, it's like you've connected in a way and then you kind of start chatting, but always good to initiate things as well. And so how have users been responding to digs and and this type of process? And and can you give us some insight as to just the average users that that you have on digs that are searching for, for roommates, any stats that you can share there? Sure, sure, sure. So I'll start with uh, the first part of your mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Uh, people respond. So, you know, we, we've continuously grown since we started uh, a few years back. Um, and we see people come back, uh, whether it's after a few months or after mm-hmm. a year, uh, to use us again to fill their rooms. Uh, we've gotten some really nice feedback from people that match together. Uh, that we made the process easy, that, you know, they found their best friend, mm-hmm. that they love their new roommate or they love their new room. Um, so that's great for us uh, mm-hmm. to, to be able to to help people, real people, and, and really make an impact, you know, Absolutely. curing cancer. But, you know, uh, it, it's, it's good karma to help people, you know, find each other and, and make good connections. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in terms of stats, uh, so so our typical user uh, is a 28-year-old woman that's clean, doesn't mm-hmm. smoke, and also wants to be a, friends with her roommate. Oh, so that, so that's, that's a, specific. That is specific. Thank you for sharing. I got confused for a second. So you said the your algorithm shows the most common person using digs is a 28-year-old female who is clean and wants to have a relationship with their roommate, like become friends. And a non-smoker as well. Non-smoker. Oh my gosh, that is specific. I love it. Is is there another wide range in there of other? Yeah, so I'll break it down. So, you know, obviously the majority of our users are females, Mm -hmm. 60%. Uh, around 40%, a little bit less than 40% are male. And then we also have a small percentage of non-binary uh, users. Mm-hmm. Um, and age-wise, uh, about a third of our users are in this college uh, uh, college uh, age bracket, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like 18 to 22. Another third is the young professionals, so like mid-20s to late-20s. And the rest are, uh, so the rest are about 30 to 40 and then up to 40. And we even have uh, a lot of users that are like over 60. 
mm-hmm. you know, users that are uh, empty nesters, those uh, divorcees that are looking for, you know, uh, a roommate. Yeah. Wow. So it's wide ranging, but I mean, so which is good, right? I mean, you're catering to a whole lot of populations, but again, can't thank you enough for sharing those specifics. And then also to hear how users have responded to digs. That's amazing. And I don't know that we found out or that you mentioned the year that digs was created. Ah, okay. So we, we, we launched in 2015. 15. Perfect. And then been around for a while. Yes, um, a while, but not that long. So, so it's still fairly new, like startup in a sense. And then do you yeah. have partners or, or, or co-founders? So, yeah, I have uh, one co-founder is uh, mm-hmm. Ben. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, overseeing our, our tech. Awesome. The developer in a sense. Yep. Yep. Perfect. And then so um, tell us, is Digs a free platform? If not, um, is, is, there, is there benefits for upgrades? Like how does it work? Sure. So at the core, we are a free service. So it's free to register, free to list. Um, we, we don't require you uh, to pay for anything, to have any of the basic services. Mm-hmm. But we do offer some premium features that we've added over the years. And, you know, some of these are getting more messages or boosting your profile so you get more visibility in the search, in the roommate search results. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, these are not required, but they're good if you're in a time crunch or if, you know, you're, you, let's say you're trying to rent an apartment that's very expensive mm-hmm. or they're, it's not centrally located. It's, you know, somewhere out there, uh, not in the center of Manhattan. So there's yeah. that. So you want to, you know, to you you want to use these extra premium tools to kind of break through the crowd. Yep. Um, you know, we have weekly plans that start at eight ninety nine, uh, up to monthly plans that are twenty three ninety nine, or mm-hmm. we can, you could just buy some messages uh, as low as four dollars, up to ten dollars for like twenty five, fifty, or hundred messages. Okay. But okay. yeah. I just want to stress that you don't have to pay. Like you can find a roommate easily on digs without having to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's just if you have a case where you're in a time crunch or, you yeah. know, or less in market, uh, we recommend to try that. That sounds awesome. If I was ever in the roommate search again, I would be on digs, but I am not knock on wood. I am happily married. So um, yes, yes. So I hope hope not to see you on the road. Never. (laughs) Knock on wood. Let's knock on wood now. Um, But so Ronnie, I have been so amazed at hearing, you know, about the creation of digs, you know, where you guys are, where you have come, what is the ultimate hope for digs and its growth in the future? And if there's anything I missed that you kind of like to, you know, add here, that would be great. Sure. So uh, what we hope to get to is uh, obviously be bigger in the markets that we already serve. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, New York is our biggest market, but we're also in 25 other metro areas in the U.S. and Canada. So we want to, you know, deepen our uh, presence there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, our vision is to be in every major city in the U.S. or big college towns. And thereafter, we want to also grow internationally and be in the bigger uh, urban cities. 
So, you know, whether it's London or Singapore or Munich, Paris, mm-hmm. or Mexico City, or even Tel Aviv, where I'm from. Of course. Mm-hmm. So we, we'd like to get there. That is amazing. That should be the hub and the start, Tel Aviv, right? I mean, that would be where Ben, uh, you know, and you are from. I know. My, my parents... My parents just dream that I just relocate there. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, there. as Diggs grows, it's possible you can be, you know, coastal in every place in every country. <laughs> um, so thank you for, for sharing that. And, and so um, anything else I may have missed before we move on to our third segment where we're going to dive into some more, um, you know, NYC roommate tips for the listeners. I, I think we can move to the next segment. Gossip needs to hear. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. So Ronnie, again, it's been amazing learning about your New York story, as well as the story of Diggs. Now let's dive into our third segment, which is going to be all about NYC roommate tips for the listeners. I want to, I want to just probe more on your expertise and knowledge as, you know, the source for roommates. So starting with um, the first question and it's, you know, do you, do you happen to know the percentage of New Yorkers that have roommates out there in the city? Like how, how many people are actually in a roommate situation? Sure. So it's, it's about 40%. It, it's kind of fluctuates, but it's, it's around 40%. And, and just to put it in context, uh, the average, you know, roommate percentage of a population in the U S is around 30. So obviously New York mm, is, is, mm-hmm. is the highest. That makes sense. Yep. There's a lot of people that want to live here and make their dreams come true. So it makes sense. All right. And then, so, and you did know um, previously that, you know, Diggs is currently in 25 U.S. cities, but you're looking to expand into, into others. What, what are you know, like your top um, cities in the U.S.? Would you say New York was one? What are others? Okay. So yeah, definitely New York is our biggest. Mm-hmm. We also started when we started, it was just for New York. Um, mm-hmm. um, so LA is big for us. Toronto in Canada is pretty big, uh, but also like middle market cities mm-hmm. like Dallas and Atlanta. And we see a lot of growth in uh, smaller cities in the U.S. like Nashville, Austin, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, I think you know it's following the trend that we see with COVID that people are living like uh, the bigger cities like San Francisco and New York. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, into these other maybe, uh, you know, different lifestyle, more affordable cities. Uh, so I think there's a, there's a big shift and we see it on the roommate side as well. That makes sense. But you still noted some pretty popular cities there, although smaller, but still popular yeah. to the young populations. And, and so bringing it back to New York, what are 
the top neighborhoods for roommates in in Manhattan, as well as potentially Brooklyn and Queens, if you can note some. Okay, so, uh, and, and we have this data, so we see mm-hmm. that the most popular are in Manhattan, so with Manhattan, it's the East Village, East mm-hmm. Side, Lower East Side, and Financial District. Mm-hmm. And then in Brooklyn, it's Williamsburg, uh, Green, mm-hmm. bed and Bushwick. Mm. And then in Queens, uh, we see Astoria, Long Island City, of course, and Ridgewood being the most popular. Wow. You gave us a lot of popular neighborhoods. So people have that scoop and they can jump on digs to kind of look into that. So that's good to know. Um, I, I, I love hearing that, those kind of statistics. And then so when people are looking for roommates in New York, like what's the average price point you're seeing on on the digs app or what people are listing things for and so forth so yeah so uh, the average rent price or budget from our users is around 1600 it used to be mm-hmm. a little bit lower uh 1400 so it, it's it's gone up in the past year or so uh, mm-hmm. um, but what we see yeah, is is 1600 budget so combined if two people join forces you know, they're looking to get an apartment that's 3200 which yep. you, you have these deals now in, in Manhattan, uh, but definitely in Brooklyn or Queens, you know, that that's definitely suffices. Absolutely. Okay. So 1600 And, you know, I don't know that you know this off the top of your head, but I'm curious to know if you know the lowest and the highest that someone has gone on like, you know, roommate budgets. Okay. I mean, we see people lists. I mean, it might be not realistic. Maybe, maybe there are some offered, but we, <laughs> we do see people that putting in their budget is, you know, 300, 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those that just put a one, but uh, yeah, but well, I don't know what that is, but, or the two or three, but okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, uh, I would say you know, we have some people that are looking for $500, typically they're not looking in Manhattan, so that, that might make mm. sense. And then on the higher end, uh, you know, people coming in with budgets of 3000 or 4000 usually people working in tech or for a hedge fund, uh, maybe a little bit older, so they're a little bit further along in their career. They just want to have yeah. a nice place, you know, shared with another person that's kind of in the same uh, you know, uh, situation and, and mm-hmm. a really nice place. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you for giving us those different perspectives. And you kind of noted earlier, the, the, the top things that digs notes when, um, you know, creating people's profiles, what are those top lifestyle questions, but what are the top things you're seeing that people are looking for in roommates within the digs platform? Okay. So aside from the Aside from the lifestyle, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, what we see that is one of the biggest uh, criteria that people give way to is, is gender. So, for example, we see from our data that 80% of uh, females who are looking for roommates prefer to live with a female roommate. Mm-hmm. And when you look at, at guys' preferences, it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. Uh, so gender is big, especially if, if you're, you're female. The other big criteria is age. People want to, you know, live with someone around their age. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a range there. Not you, nobody's looking for exactly the same. The same, yeah. You know, give or take five years. But mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. has to do with uh, you know uh, their life cycle. If you're 23, you don't want to live with someone who might be 21. It's only two years, but they're in college and you're already in your professional career. Uh, mm-hmm. So it just depends where you are on that age bracket. Uh, but age is, is big. And, you know, other things that, that play a big role is obviously budget. You want to have, you know, the same, you want to have the basics the same. So you want to have the same budget. You want to live in the same areas or, you know, just a few selection of areas that you kind of overlap. Smoking is is typically a a big deal breaker. Some of the other, uh, you know, hours, working hours are big now, especially with people working from home. So that could be a deal breaker. If one person is working from home full time, he might not want to live with someone that's also there. Uh, yeah. Of, of course, it depends on the setup of the apartment they're looking for. Or one is offering if it can facilitate mm-hmm. both, but nobody really wants to sit in, uh, in the living room all day with someone, you know, next to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it just depends. And uh, the last thing is pets. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that really is kind of a make or break because if you're offering a room and, you know, no pets allowed, then, you know, it doesn't matter how cute the dog you just can't accommodate it or if you already have a pet then there's no room for more but uh, yeah well everything you just noted sounds like things I would definitely you know want to know or I'm sure people would be looking at at the most but the dog not being cute not getting the room that really sucks (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and just and just to add on that you know these are just the basics we obviously encourage people to kind of chat because you know, no two people are the same and every person, mm-hmm. you know, our algorithm can be, a, you know, just as, as smart as the data we feed them, we feed it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we encourage people to, you know, once we kind of taken care of the basic, to really kind of explore what's important to them. You know, we see people that connect because you might have written in your bio that you like to play music and then the other person could see that and it says, Oh, you know, I'm into music as well. And I'm not talking about people in the music industry, just as, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that kind of resonates and that's what's, you know, that's the bond that they, they might form around that. Mm-hmm. So there's really kind of these uh, X factor questions that, you know, you could discover either from the bio, reading people's bio, or, um, you know, just having a conversation online. I love that. I love that you, you know, really promote initiating engagement and going above and beyond just, you know, nudges here and there, you know, all this is, is it's not a hundred percent sounding like dating apps, but a little, right. A little, I've, I've never actually, I've interviewed dating app experts, not been on them, but this, I, I'm liking how it all sounds. This is more crucial than a dating app because here you're <laughs> signing up to live with someone. You're signing up to pay the rent with them. You know, it's 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 a lot more than going for a drink with someone. That is true. Hour. That is true. You are living with them for whatever amount the lease is for or that you, you know, decide upon. But with that yeah. note, then my last question to you, Ronnie, is you know, as a CEO and the developer of digs, like what advice, like just directly coming from you, would you give to those looking for a roommate? So I I think I mentioned it before is just kind of owning the process, you know, being proactive with it, not just posting and waiting for uh, people to write you, uh, whether you're offering a room or, you know, you're looking for one. So uh, just exploring, 
you know, figuring out what, what you really want in a roommate, how you are as a roommate. So making sure that the other side is receptive of you, getting on the same page fast. So if you have any non-negotiables and not spending too much time uh, chatting to someone that might not be a good fit because of one of those non-negotiables, whether they, you know, maybe they smoke or maybe you don't want to, you know, live with someone who cooks a lot or, you know, whatever it is, or mm-hmm. like, I mean, pets before. So, so, un- so unveiling those first and, you know, take advantage of the process. It's a learning process. You get a lot of information. You're talking, you're going to be talking to people that are already living here. They know the neighborhood. So, you know, um, take advantage, ask questions, how, you know, if someone is, uh, for example, if I'm moving from Ohio and, and, you know, I'm talking to someone who has a, an apartment in Greenpoint, then I'm going to ask him about the neighborhood. What's it like? What's the restaurant scene? Maybe he can tell me, you know, about the commute, the expected commute to my office in Midtown, let's say. Just kind of getting that local knowledge, sorry. Yeah, no, no. You, Yeah, you gave so much great tips there. I love that firsthand from you, you know, again, being proactive and, and, and get to know the person you're speaking with and as much as you can about New York and the general neighborhood. So perfectly said there with Ronnie, founder of Diggs. Where can we connect with you and uh, Diggs if, if someone's looking to find a roommate? Okay, so our, our website uh, URL is uh, uh, digs.co. So that's D-I-G-G-Z.co. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you need to connect with us to ask any questions, uh, you can feel free to reach out to us on our social media. So it's uh, DigsNY on Twitter, on Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, you can also contact us via our website. Email, Facebook Messenger, or WhatsApp, and it's all on the website. And if you want to ask me any personal questions about my journey or uh, or anything, you know, uh, we really welcome any feedback from your audience and listeners. Uh, so you can reach out to me directly. Uh, it's my name, R A N Y Ronnie at digs.co. I love that. I love that you gave your personal, you know, contact and outreach to kind of hear what people, you know, are saying or or have any questions with regards to this process. So really appreciate you, your story, digs, everything that you're doing out there in the universe, Ronnie. But before I I let you go, I do want to play this little game that I play with all my guests. And it's where I just dive into a fast round of questions about New York. And you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Are, Are you down to play? Okay. All right. Let's do it. (laughs) okay here we go favorite new york borough manhattan favorite new york neighborhood soho favorite new york food pizza any specific restaurants i have three okay first one in 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 no particular order is emmett's Mm -hmm. then it's arturo's on houston street and then uh ruby rosa on Marlboro's. Wow, I love it. These all have pizza? They're all pizzerias. Okay. Uh, let's have pizza. Arturo's is also Italian, but there are the two others are just pizza. Don't, don't go there for anything. Perfect. Favorite season in New York? Spring. Favorite New York tourist destination? The whole uh, new World Trade Center area. I think mm. it's uh, fantastic what they've done there. I, when I lived in the Fida, it was just a pile of rubble. 
So seeing that erected over the 15 years uh, is amazing. So that to me just has a special. Yeah, yeah. And I love how you put that. Favorite non-tourist destination? The West Side Highway. Mm-hmm. Love biking or running there. Operates. I love, you know, having the vantage point on the water. It's nice to get reminded that uh, we live in an island. It's nice to be by the water and then on the other side to see uh, all the buildings. So. Ah, I love that. I've had someone say the West Side Highway before. I gotta do more riding around there. Perfect. Okay. Uh, favorite holiday in the city? Uh, Halloween. Mm, yep. Favorite New York City movie or television show, if you can think of one. Well, I, I grew up on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been funny. And then being here in the city and experiencing it. So Seinfeld yeah. is a classic. So that is great. Thank you. Uh, favorite New York subway line? Uh, the ACE. Favorite New York park? I guess Washington Square Park. Mm, fun one. Definitely a fun one. Favorite weekend getaway from New York? Uh, very easy, Miami. Ooh, okay. That is a fun, hot destination. Um, and then, so one word to describe New York? Magic. Mm, beautiful. And number one tip on how to live your best life in New York City? Take what you, you know, what life gives you in New York. You're going to have different phases here. You know, whether it's uh, an age perspective, relationship status perspective, an income perspective. There's a lot of sites to New York, so, you know, you can you can enjoy and experience New York the best on any budget, any age. Uh, so just embrace it. Just enjoy, enjoy the journey. Wow, you gave us so much great insight into, you know, your love for the city, your story, Digs. I'm so excited about our interview and truly appreciate your time. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. It's been my pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in to Gossipista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode. Follow along on Instagram at Gossamista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at Gossamista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at Gossamista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossip Nista.